With a break in the UMass hockey action, we're going to be throwing it back to Lake Placid to review Herb Brooks Arena, the site of the Miracle on Ice in 1980. We also have a really big announcement, so let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of High Character, presented by Homefield Apparel. It's been a little bit, but we finally have another arena review. We went to Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid, New York, a little while back, and we're going to be talking about it, rating it, and seeing how it stands up with the rest of the arenas that we've visited so far since we started High Character. My name is Cameron, and once again, I am joined by my good pal, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Feels a little weird doing this review, what, a, a full month after we were actually at the arena. So, yep. I mean, obviously going to be able to, you know, I remember, you know, a good majority of the things I'm going to want to talk about, but who knows what the, you know, what the effect of it being a month in between, I might leave out a couple details. So I'll try my best to give, you know, my best thoughts about her Brooks, but yeah, it was definitely a really, really fun experience and I would love to go back again for sure. Yeah. And, uh, obviously UMass off, um, having an off weekend so i uh, decided to do this one now and there's a little break in the umass hockey action we're itching for more games but uh yeah we gotta, we gotta fill the gap a little bit uh as you as you heard at the start once again uh high character presented by home field apparel we are so happy to be partners with them they're an awesome company they are a premium collegiate apparel brand they have really comfortable, officially licensed apparel, all kind of like vintage, old school designs. They have over 150 colleges to choose from, including a very fun UMass collection. And there's going to be even more on the way soon. So definitely want to check that out, homefieldapparel.com. We have a code that you could use, HI24. That'll get you 10% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. Perfect for, for showing off UMass, especially if you like the, the older school stuff. If you want something high quality, something old school, it's the best place to go for college stuff. And not even just to mention the old school stuff, but I mean, you know, we, we were going to mention it at some point in this episode, but there's going to be, you know, like you said, there are some new designs coming out that might be a bit more, I guess, modern and relevant, you know what I mean? Kind of mm -hmm. towards you know, the season and kind of just, you know, once we actually, you know, reveal what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks, uh, they're definitely going to have some cool new designs coming along the way as well. So whatever's on the you know the website right now, if you guys are checking it immediately after this episode, there will be more stuff. So I'm super excited, you know, that we're able to kind of break the news and there's, you know, some really, really fun stuff along the way. If you guys want, you know, there's a huge kind of like, there's there's a lot of different like types of things that you can get on the website. They got like quarter zips, hoodies, sweatshirts, sweaters, you know, basically any type of, you know, clothing you can think of, they got it. So You'll be able to definitely get all of your cool UMass merch needs through Homefield Apparel, which I think is super cool. Yeah, and we have a whole bunch of uh, their apparel coming soon. It's in the mail right now, so we're excited to to try that on and, and show you guys. And we have a big announcement. Obviously, you've noticed the title of this episode. Next weekend, Saturday, February 10th, UMass has a home game against UConn. It is Chill the Bill Night, the annual whiteout game that UMass does. So already going to be a fantastic night. That day at 4 p.m. before the game at the hangar, we are teaming up with Homefield Apparel to have a, a really fun event. Um, they're calling it the, the Homefield Happy Hour. Basically going to hang out, eat, drink. Um, they're going to have a whole new line of UMass Apparel. 
Um, we're going to be rocking some of it. We've uh, we've already seen these designs. They haven't released yet, but trust us, they are absolutely incredible. Some some brand new UMass hockey logos you've never seen before. It's great stuff. And we're going to be doing a live podcast at the event. So uh, if you want to show up, uh, you can come watch us record the podcast. Home Field is going to be buying your first drink if you're coming for this event. The pop-up shop's going to have 20% off uh, some of this new apparel here. So big time event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and if you like free stuff, you're going to get a free drink out of it. So it's going to be a fantastic time. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Like we were talking with Josh from, from home field and he is super excited to be kind of making a, a big event out of this. You know what I mean? Like he was explaining to us, this is basically like a massive act of, you know, like goodwill on like home fields behalf. They're not here to just purely sell shirts and stuff like that. Like they're trying to reach out to the fans. They're trying to make connections. They're trying to just, you know, there's a huge, you know, they know how rowdy we can get up here at UMass, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to hockey, they know the fan base that we got. That's why they reached out to us. Cause they know that everybody that listens to high character is super into the hockey team. These guys are trying to, you know, put out some really, really great, you know, merchandise out for you guys. It's going to be an awesome event. I think they, you said, Cam, what was it going to be 20% off of tees and fleeces and stuff like that? Yep. Like that's a sick deal. And, you know, like you said before, if, for some weird reason you can't make it out if you're living wicked far away or you're busy that day you can still use our discount code what was it high 24 you're getting 10 yep. percent off right there so either way you're going to get some big savings through us you know it's going to be a really really fun time i'm pumped to be doing a like a like a mailbag q a type you know episode i've been wanting to do it for a while i floated it around with you cam quite a bit the fact that it can happen on well, it's honestly a freaking huge stage. You know what I mean? I think, you know, it's, I'm honestly a little nervous, but I think it's super exciting. It'll be a really, really fun time. And I think it'll be the kind of the perfect pregame event for a massive game against UConn, which is, could have some major, you know, pairwise implications, you know, hockey standing implications. So we're going to get there. We're going to get rowdy. We're going to have a damn good time. And then hopefully we're going to see a massive UMass win to cap it all off. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be talking about it on social media leading up to it. But again, Saturday, February 10th, four o'clock at the hangar. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this. And, and like Evan said, it's a mailbag episode. So make sure to send in questions you have for us. You can mention us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs uh, any, any way you think we're going to see it. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions and it's going to be fun episode and fun time. And if you show up, it's the best, absolutely best way to support us. Home Field sees that we have a, a big fan base that comes to this event. Um, it'll be absolutely huge and it'll be a really fun time. So hope to see you guys there for sure. Super excited. Let's get it. All right. Now let's get into this episode. So we have an arena review. Um, it's been a while since we've done one. This is only the second one this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, but this is for Herb Brooks arena. The actual full name is 1980 rink Herb Brooks arena. Um, it opened in 1979 ahead of the 1980 Winter Olympics. It was the site of, obviously, ice hockey, but it also hosted figure skating and the closing ceremonies of the event. Um, obviously, it was the site of the 1980 Miracle on Ice, um, the U.S. team upsetting the Soviet Union 4-3 to three, uh, with a bunch of college guys, one of the greatest sports stories of all time. Uh, it took place in that arena uh, Carvey likes to talk, doesn't like to talk about it, but, uh, we just found out recently that he was in, in the arena for that event, which is pretty crazy. In 2005, it was renamed to Herb Brooks arena the on the 25th anniversary of that miracle, uh, in honor of Herb Brooks, who was the coach of that team USA. The capacity is 7,700 people. Uh, it's also hosted the 1984 and 1988 men's frozen four and the 2007 women's frozen four as well. So, 
lot of history has gone down in this arena. A lot of history went down in Lake Placid. It was cool uh, getting the chance to drive around and, and see all the sites there. But yeah, this is uh, knowing all that history. It was it was really cool getting to check this place out for the first time. And Cam, you know me. I'm not a big history guy, right? You know how I feel about right. Fenway Park. You know how I feel about Matthews. For me, I don't know. I it, there's something about the to me this is like the pinnacle of like USA hockey. You know what I mean? Like crazy Olympic kind of storyline behind it. One of the best games ever to be played when it when it comes to you know just hockey in general. I mean, I don't think it gets much better than this. Just in terms of like the actual like the history surrounding the place. Like you know, sometimes I think of older arenas as being kind of a dump. You know how I feel about Matthews. That, that's a really good episode because I think I went on a whole tirade about that one. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about this place that just there's like a there's like an aura. There's an energy in there that just it's it's different for me, which I really really enjoyed. And you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But it doesn't feel like an old arena. You know, like it was made in the '80s, realistically. Like it's not that old of an arena in the grand scheme of things. But the story behind it is really what kind of you know brings it up for me, and obviously for a lot of other people too. I think a lot of people think this is a really really nice arena. Yeah, it was definitely like a eye-catching, like, oh, we got to head up there, even though it was like a six-something-hour yeah. drive. Like, definitely, I would say, worth the trip up there for, for the reasons we'll, we'll get into. But uh, the first category that we base these ratings off of, looks and aesthetics. Um, on the outside, it's a really cool-looking place. They have uh, all the Olympic countries' flags lined up right in front. It's actually a very unique design. We'll have a... Um, I'll, I'll take a photo of it and post it on um, our Twitter and Instagram as the cover for this. But the outside's really unique along with those flags. And the inside, it's a nice bowl. They have a, like a full bowl of red seats and then a second deck of wooden bleachers. Uh, we weren't allowed to go up into those bleachers just because I didn't think they expected the, the capacity to reach that. But um, they have a big, nice USA flag in there. It's just it's simple, yet it's, it's a really cool design and, and pretty unique also. Yeah, and I know that this is like mainly an arena review, but like we tend to talk about like the actual town and the surrounding area as well. And like the whole town, you can tell is just, you know, they're they're essentially made for the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like the place definitely existed before the Olympics, but when the Olympics came into town, it brought so much new infrastructure and funding and stuff, you know, to the entire place. So you can tell, you know, you can tell immediately when you get there, like there's signage everywhere saying, hey, this is where the 1980 Olympics were at. Like, you know that you're in an Olympic town the moment that you, you know, step foot in the place, basically. So I think that's a huge plus. I think, you know, there's definitely a, you know, like Carvey likes to talk about like an identity, you know, especially when it comes to like a hockey team. I feel like the town has an identity. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's what they're all about. The Olympics came through. That's what they're known for. And I think it's super cool. Yeah. And it's like the town is like basically a village. Like we were there when it was snowing yeah. a little bit. Um, So like the arena, it's like pretty, pretty big on the outside and like metallic just in the middle of like a, a little like village type place. It looks really cool. Um, what do you think of the looks of the inside of the place? Yeah. I mean the inside of the place, I mean, like you said, kind of like, like the, the empty wooden bleachers are kind of weird at first, you know what I mean? Just kind of like looking up. Cause like, I think right underneath the bleachers, that's where they have like all of like the, the players names. I think the, that are kind of like around the rink itself. It feels weird not having people in those seats. Cause you got to think like, when the actual miracle on ice happened, the, the whole place was rocking. You know what I mean? Every single seat mm -hmm. was full. Probably where Carvey was. You know what I mean? He very well could have been up there the whole time. And it's like, when you think about it, like, I would have loved to have seen the place if it was completely full. You know, I think, I mean, the lower bowl was pretty filled as far as I could remember. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's been a month. But, you know, the atmosphere itself, you know, and like the looks and everything, 
you know, it definitely kind of had that, I don't want to say like old timey per se, because I feel like that's kind of a bad, you know, kind of a bad usage of that term, but you could tell it's, it's not the newest of arenas, you know what I mean? But it has a lot of, dare I say it has some high character, you know, there's definitely, it's a character building for sure. So yeah, I, I definitely thought the looks inside were cool. Yeah. I think what you might be looking for is old school charm. There we go. It. Yeah. That is a perfect um, way to describe it. Yeah. But based on all that, uh, for looks and aesthetic, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Evan gave it an eight out of 10. So, so pretty strong in that department to start off. Yeah. Really, really strong scores, you know, and I'd say it's fully deserved. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, next category we have is atmosphere slash fans, which is out of 10. Uh, we have this in because that's kind of a big category for college hockey. You want that atmosphere. You want the, um, the rowdy crowds and stuff like that. A little bit different when you get a neutral site like this. We've rated one neutral site before. That was the uh, SSD Arena in Belfast. That crowd was very lively, very into it, and very loud. Um, we were kind of surprised when we went there how loud it really was. I'd say it was uh, a little bit more subdued at Herb Brooks Arena. Um, it wasn't too crazy. Obviously, it was four fan bases, so kind of hard to get a lot of noise there. Um, but it seemed to me it wasn't the typical rowdy college hockey crowd that you come to expect from college hockey games yeah i mean i feel like i mean i feel like to an extent us included like i feel like a lot of people went to this like for kind of like the overall like full weekend experience you know what yeah. i mean like they probably didn't go up there just for the hockey like purely for hockey like they were out there being tourists you know checking out other stuff it, it that was kind of the the to like the vibe that i kind of got from the crowd a little bit was just like you know this was definitely a big part of the weekend but it wasn't the only you know major attraction and i right. feel like the main difference between her brooks and the ssc arena was like in belfast they already had a hockey team there you know what i mean like like they had the belfast giants who they're absolutely ravenous about over there so there's already kind of a big hockey culture i don't think there's like a like a like a stand-in like team for like placid mm -hmm. you know what i mean that plays there regularly so realistically i think you know the main hockey that gets played in that arena is for like i think it's the ecac like you know tournament basically i think that's yeah. like the neutral site where they all play at so I mean, I'm pretty sure Clarkson was right there, so there was probably a good amount of Clarkson fans in the area. There's a good amount of Cornell fans because I think those are two New York teams. But other than that, I mean, you know, there definitely wasn't a really big uh, Arizona State contingent. I don't think, you know what I mean? No. Like they they had to travel quite a ways, and there was definitely a decent amount of UMass fans that took the trip up for sure. But I think that's kind of the deciding factor is just there's not many just like pure ravenous hockey fans in the town itself we kind of all came through, you know, from various other places and kind of congregated towards this one area. And let's be honest, Cam, it was a long drive. You know what I mean? Like we, we went up there, you know, right in the morning, you know, of the first game and we were pretty tired. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I feel like that was definitely, you know, maybe there was a little bit of like, I don't want to say like jet lag per se, but I mean, definitely, you know, it's a hike to get up there. It was definitely a big trip. So, you know, people aren't just taking a quick little orange line train and they're good to go. Like, <laughs> It's, you know, you're, you're traveling, you're, you're really hauling up there. So, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, it's still, I wouldn't call it the best atmosphere I've ever been to. In uh, Clarkson, they had their band there. It was the only team that had a band there. Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit of that college atmosphere, but uh, other than that, I would say it was uh, kind of an older crowd, not as loud. Uh, I gave it a four out of 10 and Evan gave it a, a five out of 10, which I think is fair uh, given the, the circumstances that weekend.
Yeah, I think the only last thing I'll add, so you mentioned the Clarkson band. I think there was one guy from, like, the Cornell, like, section, if you will, and he was, like, singing throughout the game. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a tradition, <laughs> like, for Cornell fans. It must have been it. I doubt this was, like, an isolated incident where there's just that one guy who just knows to sing during games. But it was definitely something that I didn't expect. But I saw, you know, like, at least having a couple of, like, cool traditions happening was cool, but... I think the, the the thing that doesn't really bring it all together for me is like they were all very isolated incidents. Like we were throwing out a couple let's go UMasses, you get a couple like let's go Clarksons. I think at one point there was like an Arizona State guy that was screaming out for Arizona State even when they weren't playing. Like it was kind of weird and that was like it wasn't really like a cohesive kind of fan atmosphere. It was mm-hmm. just like a bunch of segmented groups, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah, we got a taste of the Cornell hockey experience and it was a little weird if I'm being honest, but <laughs> It, yeah, is, it is what it is. Exactly. All right. Uh, so the next category, neighborhood slash access. This one's out of 10. And we touched upon it a little bit, how this place is definitely an Olympic village. Um, it's not even big enough to be called a town. It is a, the village of Lake Placid. Uh, if you've ever seen like a Christmas Hallmark movie, yeah. this is exactly what this place looks like in the winter. Um, we were lucky enough on Saturday to, to get some snow. Uh, not enough to make it hard to drive or anything like that. Just some flurries to to coat the ground and make everything look pretty. And it is wonderful. Like there's a lot of nice restaurants all within walking distance. Every building looks like almost feels like you're in a little European Swiss village or something like that. Like it's yeah. it's really cool. And and you said it. The drive was long. It was over six hours. Uh, it was it was a really cool drive. One of the cooler drives I've taken. Uh, through the mountains, through past rivers and stuff like that. So um, everything neighborhood-wise, all the the only thing that takes points off of it for me is how long it took to get up there. But everything else, this place rocked. Yeah, no, I mean, you summed it up perfectly, right? Like, the nature in the area is nuts. Like, crazy mountains you could just see from basically anywhere you look. You know what I mean? It was just absolutely crazy scenery, especially on the drive up there. Like, we were going through, like, full mountain ranges. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even see, like, the the peaks on some of the hills that we were going through like it was absolutely insane beautiful you know like especially it was right around christmas time like it was a couple days after christmas it it doesn't get much better than that you know what i mean like a couple snow flurries in a small village in upstate new york come on man it, like really you know like realistically if i could give like you know just like an overall like location score i'd give it a 20 out of 10 but dude that drive i wasn't even the one that was driving it was you that did the driving up there but yeah I was feeling for you. You know what I mean? Like just knowing how difficult the drive was. So, I mean, I had to dock some points off of it for that just because, you know, do I realistically see myself going up there every, you know, like, you know, every year? No, because that drive stinks. You know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely, you know, just for the length of it, you know, it's definitely not the best experience of all time, but you can't deny that it is an absolutely beautiful drive in the scenery around there. And there's so much cool stuff to do. That's, you know, besides the arena itself. So I think the location is absolutely top tier. I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a, a 9 out of 10. I was really happy about it, um, just my whole experience there. I, I can easily forget about that long drive with how awesome it was up there. And just a few notes. Um, the drive, like we said, um, it's it's a bit isolated. I think for the second half, almost the entire second half of it, you don't have any cell phone reception. Yeah. And uh, just if you ever do this, the, the gas stations are really far apart once you get up upstate Vermont and New York. So uh, make sure to plan accordingly for that. You can fly in. Um, we saw that as an option on a little Cessna plane. Uh, probably pretty expensive. 
Um, but you can go that route if you want. And parking was free at the arena, which we like to talk about in this section. So um, some more good things there. Yeah, I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I, I was pretty happy in this category for sure. Absolutely loved it. All right. So the next one is concessions. This is out of 10. Um, I thought the food here was pretty good. Uh, the pricing, we'll, we'll go through a little bit of the pricing, but um, it was really competitive in terms of like a live sporting event pricing. They had a, a big selection of alcohol, um, all different kinds of like local IPAs and the, the standard stuff. Pretty cheap. All the beers were $7, it looks like. So um, not bad. Water and soda was three dollars, two to two fifty for soda. Actually, three dollars for the water. Um, they had some some cooler items like Michigan hot dog, barbecue bacon hot dog, loaded nachos. Um, like to see a little uh, some unique things there. And yeah, they have just the standard stuff: hot dog, pretzel, candy, popcorn. All all pretty decently priced. Yeah, I think that's the key. I don't know if they're like somewhat like like subsidized by like the Olympic Committee or something. I don't know how they're able to get the stuff so cheap up there, but. Yeah, really, really good prices. I mean, it's a lot of your kind of standard fare, but with a couple of kind of cool, you know, items thrown in. I think you get like a pretzel for five bucks that you can add cheese to the pretzel, which I think is really cool because I feel like not a lot of places do that. I love having like a soft pretzel with like a little cup of melted cheese or whatever to dip it into. That's like one of my go-to items. So the fact that they had it there was huge. I think I tried some French fries from a buddy of mine when when he got some there. They were completely acceptable fries. They were pretty good quality. So. I mean, the fairly cheap prices with a decent selection of food, and it was pretty solid quality. I had to give it a seven out of ten. I mean, definitely one of the one of the better kind of experiences that I feel like I've had when it comes to concessions. But I wouldn't say it's you know the best out of what I've had, but it's definitely solid for sure. Yeah, I would say my only complaint is I would have liked to see more unique, like like full meal items like we yeah. see at Mullins they have like the barbecue platter and stuff like yep. that just something a little bit more filling would have been nice but other than that um really competitive prices can't complain at all I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 so yeah um, and, pretty pretty good here again this is this arena is getting some nice scores and the last thing that I'll add is that the sodas that you mentioned the sodas are amazing it's like like Adirondack branded soda they had yep. like a black cherry soda there it's literally one of the best sodas I've ever had it was absolutely delicious so if I can find some of that around here I'm going to be picking up a case and bringing it to my house because it was freaking delicious but I haven't been able to find it since so who knows maybe I got to drive six hours to go do a nice soda run every now and then and I get <laughs> to see the nice scenery but yeah no it was definitely really really solid up there for sure for sure. And my suggestion, if you're up here, uh, probably don't eat your full dinner or lunch or whatever at the rink. There's there's oh, a no. lot of cool restaurants around the area, too. So yeah. just get a snack if you need, then go out somewhere cool to eat on the main yeah, trip. We, we were eating real good up there. There were some really, really nice restaurants. I forget the one that we went. What was it like Lisa G's or something yeah, like Lisa that? Yeah, Lisa G's. Not a sponsor, by the way. Just throwing that out there. But they are really, really solid. I got I to gotta throw that out there. Like the food that like a lot of food places up in the area were amazing. So definitely, you know, again, that kind of factors into the high neighborhood kind of score. Just a really, really good area with a lot of great local businesses around there. Yeah, we didn't have a, a bad meal our entire weekend. All right. So the next category, bang for your buck. This one's out of five. Basically, uh, what are you getting for the price that you're paying? So tickets for this before fees were $25 a piece uh, with fees tacked on. It was close to 30, which is a little steep for college hockey. But you are getting uh, the price of two games. So uh, that that's true. actually a pretty good deal if you think about it. Um, obviously, we went for one team, so we didn't really care too much for the uh, the two games. But if you're just a college hockey fan, that is that is pretty big. And you're getting an excuse to come to a really 
historic area, I think uh, I'd pay a little bit extra knowing that I'm going to a, an arena as cool as Herb Brooks Arena, as as steeped in history as this one is. Yeah, I think I think the thing that you mentioned that I didn't even really take into account is the fact that you get two games with price of one. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe that's not specific to this arena because you never know if there might be like a one-off game. You know, if right. they're still the price for that. I can't factor it in too much, but I think it was definitely, you know, for the tournament that we went to, it's a pretty damn solid price, all things considered. But um, I feel like, you know, you get good quality seats. There's really not like a bad seat in there as far as I could tell. You know, you get to see the ice pretty well. So it doesn't really matter where you sit, you know, no matter where you go, you're going to get a good quality seat for the, you know, for the money. So, yeah, I thought it was definitely really decent. I gave it a four out of five, you know, uh, for this section. We don't go all the way up to 10. So it's definitely a four out of five for me. And yeah, really no complaints. It's just... It, I feel like it was a little bit cheaper. I think if you if you go under like the twenty five dollar threshold with like the fees included, and you get this type of experience, that's a five out of five for me. But what it ended yeah. up being what twenty eight. So you know you got to kind of have a bit of a sliding scale there. So I'll I'll average it out at a four for that score. Yep, and I I thought it was pretty good too. I said three point five out of five, so uh, not bad at all there as well. Definitely. All right. So the last category we have is extras. This is out of five. Just anything that this arena has that kind of adds on to the experience and makes it a a full complete experience there was a lot here just just looking around the arena i just looking up and seeing the big american flag just knowing the history of this place is really cool to me um they have the entire 1980 u.s olympic team all the names kind of spelled out around the the upper deck which was a really nice touch um and the fact that it's in an olympic complex the the actual 1980 olympic museum is in the same building you can go there uh, it was pretty cheap, and they have some some cool artifacts all around. They have the 1932 Olympic rink in the same building. You just have to walk down a hallway, and you can go check out that that really historic barn. So um, a lot lot of extra things that just make this experience so cool, especially knowing the history. Yeah, for me, I mean, the, the museum is the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, I really didn't know what to expect. You know, like I wasn't too, like, steeped in, like, the – like the miracle on ice lore, if you will, you know, like I was definitely, I knew what it was and I knew like, you know, the overall context surrounding it, but to be able to actually see like, you know, artifacts from the game itself. And, you know, it's not just the entire miracle on ice. Like that's like 90% of like the, the charm of like, you know, what happened at that arena, but like just knowing that the actual Olympics were there, like they showed off, like, I think almost every winter Olympic medal, like since the beginning, you know, like what the designs were and stuff. Like you could see all these cool flags and uniforms, like, it was just steeped in so much like Olympic history that I had no idea about, which I thought was super cool. So, I mean, you know, it's for me, it stands out. I full disclosure, I give it a five out of five here just because I can't think of another arena that we'll be able to go to that can provide this specific experience. You know, like when else are we going to go into, you know, an Olympic arena that had one of the greatest USA hockey moments of all time happening in it, you know, like that you, you can't say that about it. You really can't. So that's why I think it, it doesn't get much better than that. I th- I gave it a perfect 5 out of 5 for that reason. Yeah, it is a, a totally unique experience. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 uh, for one specific reason. It loses, okay. a ha- it loses a half point for me because it was the site of the Olympics and the Miracle on Ice, and they've shrunk this rink to non-Olympic size. It's this NHL size. You can, you can tell the outer edges where they changed it. Um, from the Olympic size ring to the smaller one. So literally going to the site of the Olympics, I expected to see the Olympic size ring that UMass plays in every game. And that was slightly disappointing for me. I got to be honest. 
Dude, I didn't even think about that until you just said that. I'm not going to change my score, but in my mind, that is a small demerit. I'm going to stick with my score, though, just because I think that, you know, I, I still don't think it, it can knock it off a, a half point for me personally. I totally get it, and that makes perfect sense, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that because that is really weird. Because I remember when we went around, like you pointed that out, there was like a massive gap along like the corner board, yep. basically. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, yeah, why don't they just extend it back out? I'm assuming it was like because of like the ECAC like championships, they mm. probably they probably would play on you know the smaller ice anyway. Like, you know that's just what they're used to, and they're not going to switch it out just for this you know these couple of games. So they probably just want to keep it consistent just to make the ice crew have an have an easier time. Yeah, but yeah, I I definitely yeah I could see that being a little bit of a of a demerit point for you. So good job pointing that out. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, this place was absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, we've had some high scores throughout these categories. Now that we tally them up, Evan and I both end up giving it a 37 out of 50. So look, looking back through our past arena reviews, this one's up near the top. Um, we have it up up with the likes of Aganis, um, Sanga Center, and Lowell, uh, Alfond Arena. It's pretty close. So one of the one of the better arenas that we've been to so far, and I, I think I'd agree. Yeah, so what I like to do, like, when I, like, you know, I don't like to influence my score too much just, like, based off of other arenas, but I do kind of like to make, like, a bit of, like, a tier list because then if I yep. think, like, you know, you know, do I realistically think that Herb Brooks is better than, like, Gutterson? I think I do, a little tiny bit. I think it's perfectly on par with Songus. We we both gave Songus a 37, you know, for, for both of us, and we're both giving this one a 37 as well. So I think it makes perfect sense. You know, they're both really, really good quality arenas that, you know, I feel like – Herb Brooks has a bit more character to it and just a bit more yep. history. But I think I personally appreciate kind of the, you know, the, the more modernness, you know, of, of Songus. you know, it's definitely a bit more comfortable, a bit more, you know, kind of spacious in that aspect. Like it's more, you know, clean cut, if you will. And it has more like, you know, Lowell character, whereas the Herb Brooks arena has a lot of, you know, like USA hockey character, but it's kind of weird to me knowing that it, like at the end of the day, it is a neutral site and it's not necessarily like a home rink for any sort of, you know, team, I guess, besides the USA hockey team, but they don't play there anymore. So it doesn't really matter, but I definitely think a 37 is a fair and honestly a, a pretty damn good score. You know, things considered like that's what I'm trying to look through. That's like what our fourth highest score, maybe, or I think probably be what tied for fourth, maybe tied for third. I'm trying to do the quick math here because I'm looking at the spreadsheet. But yeah, we'll we'll throw our updated rankings in yeah. the uh, in the post for this as well, like we normally do, so you guys can see how they all stand out. But yeah, definitely a really really good score and definitely well deserved. Yeah, and looking at our just our categories for this, uh, the only category that really faltered is atmosphere slash fans. So if it was yeah. a, a rowdier atmosphere, if we checked out maybe the ECAC like conference tournament or something like that with rowdier crowd. Very, very well could be the best one that we've gone to, but a hundred percent from what we saw, very solid. And we certainly would recommend a trip up here if, you, if you're ever interested. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think that is everything we had. Um, UMass plays Merrimack this week, Friday night at Lawler Arena for the second time in three weeks. Um, don't love that place. UMass <laughs> really needs to get a win. Um, they have Maine the next night at home. So really big game coming up. Uh, we'll have our recap episode on Saturday morning for that one. So make sure to check that one out. Uh, if you're, if you're interested at all, come to our event. We'd really appreciate seeing you guys there at the hangar Saturday, the 10th. So looking forward to that. Send us questions if you have them, but I think that's, I think that's all I got. Yeah, definitely. I think the only thing I'd like to add is just, you know, there's going to be some more information coming out about it soon. You know, me, me and you can, we'll probably end up posting some stuff about it. 
make sure you check out, you know, home field. If they got some stuff on their Twitter, make make sure that you're filled in with all the details of the event. Cause it's going to be a fun one. That's the thing I want to emphasize the most. It's about fun. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know, they're trying to, you know, get their merch out, you know, so it, so it goes out to you guys, but in the same vein, it's all about having a really, really good time before a big pregame, you know, like as long as, you know, we're all having a good time at the event. It's definitely a success for everybody involved, both us, you guys as the fans and home field, it's going to be beneficial for all of us. So definitely show it some love and, you know, keep your eyes posted for anything that we post about it in the future because it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. We can't wait to see you guys there. Can't wait to see you guys at Mullins as well. And with that, go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Make sure we take care of business at Lawler. And then let's give Ben Barr a nice welcome home on Saturday. Let's go.